Hey everybody, it is me, Gina Marie, co-founder of Mixed in the Six, and you are tuning in to the Mixed in the Six podcast, sharing stories and building community with my fellow mixed people. So welcome to the Mix in the Six podcast. We're doing something a little different today. We have what we are calling our bonus content. So in the nearest of futures, well, when this is released, we will have guess what? A Patreon. So Patreon is a platform where people can become patrons, podcasts, other content that they are fans of, and they can pay a small, small fee to get this extra content. So we've decided to put out some extra content that is for the mixies in Toronto. So the content might be all kinds of topics that we think people need to know about. All right, so guess what? Today, Michaela, I'm Michaela. I've been helping Gina with the production of the podcast, and we've been doing this business together. Well, it's not a business, but the business of the business. So Gina is usually the host, but today I'm the host because our subject day is Miss Gina, and we're going to be talking about a very special topic. It's called orgasms because I don't know how many people even know this, but July the 31st is National Orgasm Day. And that's according to the Wikipedia. And I do have my sources. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's just, I'm so excited to hear that this exists. And the holiday celebrates sexual climax and raises awareness for issues surrounding sexual climax and is typically celebrated on the 31st in the UK, Australia, the US and Canada. And it's an offshoot of International Female Orgasm Day, which was founded on August the 8th in Brazil. Mm -hmm. And that again, the um, International Female Orgasm Day was set up in Brazil to also bring awareness to female sexuality and reduce the stigma and taboo surrounding it. So National Orgasm Day, July 31st, is an offshoot of that. So we are here because we like to celebrate all things good and what is better than an orgasm. Now you know why Michaela is the producer of the show. <laughs> that magic, that intro. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Got my magic. So Gina, since the community knows you, but they may not really know you, you can tell us a little bit about yourself. You can start with your mix and what makes you want to talk about orgasms today. Well, I think at this point, most people will know that I am mixed Filipino-Canadian, born and raised in Ontario, a small town called Angus, moved to the big city where I finally met my people and arguably finally had a really great orgasm. Oh, yes. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's my mix. Nice. You awesome. <laughs> yes, we wanted to know. Um, so why why do you want to talk about orgasms? Why do you feel like you want to do that? Well, besides it's being happy, I ended up calling this happy orgasm day recording when I put this in my calendar because exactly what you said is like, we want to talk about all things good and orgasms are great and they're so beautiful. And I think we mm. don't talk about them enough. Yeah. Taught them in sex ed, that's for damn sure. And there isn't a lot more information out there, but it still firmly believe that sex and 
particularly female pleasure is something that is not spoken of and highly misunderstood. And then as someone, I am someone who's studying sexuality. I'm currently in a year and a half long intensive program in sex, love and relationship coaching. And I've been learning a lot about myself through this training. I definitely not like expert level. Well, I'd like to think I'm starting to become an expert on myself and my own body and my own sexuality. But in terms of the broader context of sexuality and orgasms, I'm, you know, still learning the vast array of knowledge. And but the knowledge that I do have, I think is probably more than most people. And so I really want to share that with others and also connect people to other readings, because I have had the great honor of reading a few books now that are around female sexuality that have totally changed my life. And, you know, another piece is like, we live in an erotically deprived society, right? Like there's so much, like, there's just a lot of pain and, and sorrow happening in the world. That and like, I, you know, I don't want to make this into a, a long political talk. But I mean, there is a long history of women being oppressed and our sexuality being oppressed. And there is reasons for that, right? It's to continue patriarchy and to like, keep our power, you know, diminished. And if there's something that I really feel strongly about is female power. <laughs> you know, us taking our power back and, yeah. and no longer depriving ourselves of the pleasure that we deserve. So that's why I want to talk about orgasms. Nice. Well, it's awesome that you touched on that topic because today we are going to talk primarily about female orgasms because Gina's a woman and I'm a woman and we kind of care about the women. <laughs> not that we don't care about the men. Not that we don't because, you know, without one, well, that's not true. Oftentimes, if that's what your preference is, you're going to be looking for that orgasm to come through your male partner. So we don't. And then the guy, you know, everybody, it's equal opportunity, but we're talking about the ladies. So I do have some stats that kind of go along with what you just said. There was a survey done in 2017 of 3,000 single women and men in the U.S. from 18 to 65. And they found that when women are having sex with a familiar partner, they experience orgasm 63% of the time, whereas men say they orgasm 85% time. And with a non-familiar partner, let's say a hookup sex, women experience 4% of women, sorry, say they usually have an orgasm the first time, while 55% of men have one the first time, like they're with a new partner. And it gets better as you know, you keep having sex with the same partner, but first time hookups, that's generally is not faring too well for the ladies. So that's why we're here to talk about this, because we want to give you your education. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so Gina, can you tell me from maybe a feeling perspective or an anatomy perspective, like what's an orgasm? What is it anyway? Well, I first want to say thank you for bringing this up that we're talking about women, but I think also men can learn from this as well. And like, just yes. want to also highlight that both, like, I know I'm going to be speaking primarily from my experience as a heterosexual woman. And I, you know, want to just highlight that, that there's also like a broad range of, you know, couplings or <laughs> triplings. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or like you can have self-pleasure orgasms as well so I know I primarily will be speaking around like what I understand from orgasms from between male and female so yeah it's from that lens but you know an orgasm is just a heightened experience of sexual pleasure while mm. engaging in any type of sexual activity now like I said you can experience an orgasm by yourself in mm. all the different ways like through vaginal stimulation clitoral stimulation people can even have orgasms from like just touching themselves or like mm. touching their breasts like anywhere that like you you feel is erotically 
really turned on. And there's a lot of different like erogenous zones around the body that we know of, but like some people like, you know, we've even heard that, you know, if, if someone tickles your feet, you can have an orgasm. <laughs> it's so different. Everybody is wired differently. So that's yeah. one thing. And then, you know, of course, what we understand about the little that we understand about women's orgasms is that often yeah. we think like they're having an orgasm because they have male, like their stimulation from this. And then men, it's a little bit more, it's a little bit more straightforward. And someone like actually comes and ejaculates, but there's also different varieties of orgasms that men can experience. But that's like the one main one that we understand. Right. Yeah. Well, I can um, speak for myself as a cis woman that I can't, it's interesting because I think it depends on the partner and this would be in this case a male partner someone I dated like basically I could orgasm through kissing and that's never happened to me before except with that particular person in that particular time so it was really the vibe was strong yeah it was crazy so I mean I don't know if I want that to happen all the time <laughs> I kind of want to build the layers yeah. but it was really interesting because I don't think I've ever experienced that another time with another person so is there anything to know about like how different partners or how women are different like how how is it that some women can experience an orgasm from a kiss and some women say that they've never yeah had an orgasm well it's good to highlight the difference between men and women and how we're wired so i mean for women you know how you were speaking to that stat that like 50 percent of men when they have sex with someone for the first time they'll orgasm whereas it's only four women we're a lot more like I guess psychogenic which is like being stimulated like by like psychologically as well so that we do need to have more as did we do need but just generally women need a sense of like safety and connection and are turned on more like psychologically than solely physically whereas like men they can reach a point of arousal quickly just from physical and like you know that kind of mm. stimulation so for women particularly to reach a state of climax we do need to have an environment and like a psychological and emotional environment that is like safe and connected and we're also turned on like in the mind and again like this is based on like research and it's speaking generally but there is like differences between women as well that is something that I learned in one of my favorite books again I'm not an expert but I've done a lot of reading and I am continuing to read but an excellent book is by Emily Nagoski who is sexuality educator and researcher it's called come as you are like blue my mind around like the varieties of women and our like arousal system. I don't want to say like men are more simple but like it, it, they are a little bit but scientifically so not not like that's a bad thing but females we are and those who have like you know the female parts there is just a, like a everybody has like a different garden of different things that that turn them on it's not like one size fits all and so for some women kissing that can be so like erotic for them whereas other people might not that just might not be the way they're wired or it could be things that happened in the past that maybe prevented them from having that kind of connection with either like with kissing or with other types of touch so we're all different and we're wired differently like physiologically and neurologically so different things will turn us on differently and then also like what we bring to the table like our past experiences also inform what we will find sexy and arousing and exciting okay well there's so much to think about (laughs) 
There's so much going on at the same time. It's crazy. So considering that women are so different, if there's like a few things that you've learned, I feel like I want to go back to the anatomy, like the yeah. anatomy of the clitoris and, and different aspects, but you can speak on what you think makes the most different for a woman figuring out for herself, like what works for her, because it's just obviously everybody's different. Everybody comes in a different package, like, you know, rubber meeting the road if a woman wanted to explore for herself how could she do that how could she figure it out yeah I love this question you know what it's really starts with coming home to yourself and really and there's a lot of things one of the things that Emily Nagoski recommends in her book is to actually like go through a series of questions like what do you love about like from the different senses like what smells do you love what like taste do you love like what kind of things like turn you on what words do you want to hear that get you excited like all of like think of everything the conditions that would create an optimal experience of turn on. So that's like, that's one thing that's kind of the environment. But then there's also, you know, exploring your own body and exploring your own self. It's so interesting, because I, I know, like, I mean, when I was like five years old, and I was caught like masturbating, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just, you know, exploring my own body. Sorry, mom. He's <laughs> um, probably going to be listening and probably the first Patreon. <laughs> But like, you know, I got in trouble. It's interesting because like masturbation and self-pleasure and self-exploration is like, it's so beautiful. It's so grounded in, or at least it, sh- at least I think it should be like really grounded in self-love and not shame. And so, you know, for women who are like looking to explore what turns them on within their own body or what feels good is to really spend some time with yourself. Not just even down there with like, you know, touching your vulva or your vagina or clitoris, but like even just like what touches feel good you know like different positions like lying in or even like textures like if you're like lying in bed or wherever you feel comfortable exploring yourself and also like the psychogenic term I learned from Ian Kerner who's a sex therapist who he has two really great TED talks and is often featured on Esther Perel who's also a very famous sex therapist psychotherapist with yes yeah um, he's featured on her content the psychogenic piece it's like that being able to fantasize your way to orgasm so when women are or anybody are taking some time for self-pleasure you can also be stimulating your mind and think and like kind of having like letting your mind go wild around what like turns you on right and so like making a list of all the things that create an optimal environment for you to feel turned on and feel sexy even like just put away like you know okay what will give me an orgasm just go to the basics what is it that you like what turns you on in the environment and then also like what turns you on in your own body and about yourself that's like I would say start there okay so is there like an actual quiz or exercise that people can do that they can access on the interwebs or if they need to buy the book or yeah so come as you are has a a lot of great resources in the book but then emily nikoski has the come as you are woodwork book okay yeah which has all the different exercises and there are like some quizzes and rating skills on there i have it for myself i have yet to kind of fully dive in but i did all the the exercises in the book and that helped there's also a website called omg yes that this OMG Yes conducted like a bunch of scientific research on like 20 with 20,000 women and it's like a site that has and you can there's some free content but there's the rest of it is paid because there's all these like fun videos that actually show and teach different like techniques for self-pleasure for women and I believe they're all also like some quizzes and, and different things you can read on there that can help you understand blueprint awesome yeah. so now I'm thinking if I do one of these quizzes or one of these exercises or just you know spend some time with 
myself, asking myself what touch I like, what thing, you know, what textures I like, what movements I like, what positions I like, then what? How do we implement that knowledge? Like what happens then? Like with all this information, then what? That's a really good question. I think I'm still figuring that out for myself, but I, I know for me, I, I can speak to my journey because I'm, you know, I'm still going through my certification in the sex coaching program. I know that the more that I've gotten to know the things that I like, the more like mindfulness I bring to my own sexual experience. And when you like say, take that step to have a sexual encounter, a sexual exchange with someone else, you know, being rooted in your likes and your dislikes, like can help you with saying yes or no to going forward and, and also asking for what you need. Hopefully this is what you're looking for. But I think a lot of this self-work helps you communicate and create those conditions and connecting with your partner in a way that like will make sure that you are in a space where you're going to feel the most heightened level of pleasure. And then the mindfulness piece is like when you know and you've like explored your body and you know what feels good, then you're more connected when you are having sex or you are having like sexual experiences and a sexual exchange so that, you know, you can feel when, you know, the heat starts to rise or, you know, when things start to feel good, you can follow that. If you're mm. not aware or if you're just kind of like, I don't know, like unconsciously fumbling through sex. <laughs> Which I think most people, a yeah, lot of people yeah, do. Again, like that's, that's one way to also explore, right? You're exploring your lane. It doesn't have to be perfect. I think some of the, the tools that I was just talking about and some of that work just helps you be more connected with your body and also more connected with your yourself, your emotions, your maybe even yourself spiritually. I know I used to take, I used to have the perspective of masturbation was strictly just for me to have an orgasm and then get on with my day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but now I've actually seen it as more of like a, a self, like a spiritual practice because mm. I'll kind of go on a little bit of sidebar, but like, you know, our sacral chakra right above like our reproductive organs, like that is like our creative sexual center. And, you know, our sexual energy is also connected to heightened levels of like creative power and like spiritual connection. Like there is lots of texts. And if you are someone who studies Tantra, which I've kind of started to study it a bit, you know, it's the part of, it can be part of a spiritual practice so my other thing that I want to talk about is like the, ver the array of different types of orgasms that women can experience yes I wanted to talk about that for yeah. sure yeah like yeah. Again, being connected to yourself, connected to your body, connected to what psychologically feels good and feels safe and being able to tap into that when you're having sex with a partner will, you know, my experience and from what I've read will can lead you to having more heightened, like connected and like wild orgasms, right? Nice. When I say like we're erotically deprived society, I think we're also like a very like mind body disconnected society as well. Mm. Michaela and I do yoga every Saturday, restorative yoga. <laughs> Yoga, just to connect to our bodies. Sometimes we fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> But like, we almost have to force ourselves. I say that not in the mm -hmm. actual force. <laughs> it's like exaggerating, but we have to push ourselves to kind of come back and get connected to our mind and our body and like kind of put all those pieces together because we're so mm -hmm. fragmented. So anyway, I kind of going on and on, but I think just the more that we really know ourselves, the more we'll be able to know our orgasms, know what turns us on and like really get to experience those heightened levels of sexual energy. Ooh, sexual healing. <laughs> <laughs> sex can be really healing too so you wanted to talk about the different kinds of orgasms that yes. women experience i mean and and i think these are the ones that i know of i also just again want to say like women and men we can experience orgasms from lots of different parts i'm going to talk about things that are involving the vagina 
Thanks for listening to this short clip of our first Patreon episode. You can catch the full episode on our Patreon and hopefully you'll come and check us out. There'll be more bonus episodes coming through. Thank you all so much for supporting our podcast. It means a lot to us that you come through, you listen, you like, share, and comment. Hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful week and come back soon. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Mix in the Six podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. And if you do, do not forget to subscribe, comment, and share the love to keep bringing more stories, insights, and cool perspectives from the mixed community. And if you or someone you know is a fellow mixie and want to share your unique story and are up to awesome stuff, we want to hear from you for a potential feature. Look below in the show notes for more info. Much love to you and see you soon. Yeah, yeah.